and I said, Piper, I don't even know her. <laughs> Welcome back to this amount of podcast. <laughs> I, I don't um, know what intro to, to, to put in there because we're just having conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of because we were. I was kind of striking while the iron's hot, like my little jump in. But I already forgot what we left off on the last recording. Uh, as for like your uh, like, do you have any pet peeves, or do you feel any way about like what I said about mine? Because my God, do people think that my second pet peeve is such a controversial one? And it's like, yeah, no, I mean, I've I, yeah, I've heard of that happening more. Like, I have also heard of like someone trauma dumps on you and like completely out of the blue, and you just have no idea what to say, and then they take offense to that. Like, why, why aren't you like comforting me? Why aren't you helping me? It's like, I, I don't know how popular. What I don't know what the popular consensus is about trauma dumping, but at least uh, yeah, like we were saying. If if someone trauma dumps on you, you don't owe them anything. Obviously, it doesn't mean be a dick and be like, tell them to shut the fuck up or girl pair. Just, you know, don't be a dick, obviously, but you also don't gotta spill them your life secrets or bring out Socrates-level wisdom and cure all their issues <laughs> in their life. Like, damn, man. <laughs> like... The other the other person has to have realistic expectations going into this. <laughs> Make it easier on both of you guys. Uh, and uh, another another point I brought in was uh, why eh, wow we're mentioning him on two episodes now. Uh, what what Cruz said like you're my best friend, so I'm expecting you to be honest here. Like, do you feel like I like doing that, or do you feel like I do that? Like just try to argue with you or anybody else just for argument's sake Ar- just to- uh, I'll be honest no not really honest at least from my experience so I, I sometimes I honestly catch myself doing that like we'll be in, like in a PlayStation party or something and someone says oh I like this movie and it's like see I'm gonna do it again but it's like some generic <laughs> it's some generic movie and I just want to jump in, and and they'll ask me like what I think, and I just want to be like, oh, I didn't ever saw it. It looks honestly it looks kind of dumb, but I am at least it was lately. It's been kind of becoming like this, where if I even if I even if I just say just that, I'll get shot back with, oh, you're just a hater. Speaking of pet peeves, that's another pet peeve of mine. Oh, look, look at me bitching about it. Huh? It's just like if you ask me for my opinion and I give you my opinion. And don't be upset. Yeah, don't be upset that it doesn't match yours. Like yeah. that's what opinions. That's what opinions are for. To be different. Like we all have one. Like we have an asshole. I've been having some types with the fr- not types. That's dramatic. But we've little goofy arguments over PlayStation Party. Because the last time, like there was a couple of weeks ago, I remember we were talking about what were we talking about. I think because it was it was pretty late, like two a two a.m. And I was just scrolling through. Um, streaming services, trying to add shit to my watch list, see what's interesting. And there's a third person in that in that party, and we were just talking about like we were naming off the movies and just talking about what we were interested in watching. And I went to Crunchyroll, the streaming service for all, all the anime stuff. And I was like, I was just trying to make conversation, and I was like, damn, I really been wanting to like, start a new anime, like something with action and fun. And then uh, just to just to again try to make conversations, just trying to throw some topics at them. I said, um, like, because I had watched 
my hero up until season five, and I just gave up on it. I think five seasons is is more than generous uh, for 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 waiting for it to get good. It's just boring. What uh, if you like my hero? F- like by all means, hell yeah! I can see why people like it. As someone who likes superhero stuff a lot, I can totally see the appeal. But it's for me, it's just way too slow. And the characters are just honestly, they're really not interesting. They're all kind of generic, and that's that's really it. That's his worst sin. That's his worst cardinal sin. Is it's just boring. It's slow. There's there is some cool moments for sure, uh, but it's just it's like it's like waiting hours. It's like it's like a long stretch of waiting. Cool moment. Long stretch of waiting. Cool moment. Long stretch of waiting. And so I just don't want to bother. And uh, obviously, I didn't say all this in the party, but all I said was, eh, it's just boring. It feels like it goes too slow. And my friend is getting, my the other friend is getting noticeably like annoyed. He's like, ah, come on, man. Like, it's going to get good. It's good. It's going to get better. I'm like, and I just told him, like, dude, I've been, we, I've been watching for five seasons now. I think I've been more than generous. I just, I'm not interested anymore. And then we go to, I go to, what is it? Disney Plus. I went to Disney Plus. And then I saw that they made... Uh, I don't know if... I doubt anyone's ever fucking seen this. But they made uh, that news story about Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye. He got run over by a snowmobile. So they made a whole movie about that. And if you watch the trailer, that shit is straight out of the boys. The editing is like something I made on my iPhone. And it's so overdramatic. It's awesome. And so me and my friend were, me and the third friend were clowning on it, like, oh man, they he really got, they really made this whole movie about this, and like the trailer looks so goofy. And then we saw that they made a Fa- Dr. Fauci documentary, and we were laughing at the poster because it's all dramatic with Dr. Fauci like all close up, his hands together, and his big old, t- big old bold name Fauci, like like Oppenheimer. So we were, we were clowning on it because like, oh, it looks like why is it so dramatic? And my the other friend is still quiet. And then we go. I go to. I opened up Disney Plus, and then I and then I see The Mandalorian. And I remember recently hearing that The Mandalorian season three was not very good. So out of curiosity, I asked my other my second friend, "Oh, oh, hey, you have you, you watched The Mandalorian, right?" And he's like, and he responds like, "Yes." And I'm like, "Have you seen the third season?" "Yes." Was it good? I heard it was boring. And he's like, he's like, no, it was good. You should watch it. And I'm like, and before I could even, I, I couldn't even, I got halfway through my sentence. I was like, uh, uh, honestly, I'm not interested. I, I, and then he immediately cuts me off. Like, oh my fucking God, bro. All you do is hate on shit and complain about them. Like you just hate everything. You never talk about, talk about anything. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Bro? I, I, all I was going to say is that I'm not interested because I lost I lost interest in Star Wars after the last trilogy, and like, which is not exactly an unpopular opinion, but yeah, I couldn't. It's an understandable one too. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even finish. I couldn't even finish my fucking sentence. And no, I guess I hate everything. <laughs> and then, and but, if you hate everything, do you hate yourself? <laughs> since then, though, since then, it's it's become a joke now. Last time we, we did have a similar talk conversation like this on PlayStation again while playing fucking Overwatch. I forgot what happened. I think we were just talking about Marvel movies. It's always it's always about fucking Marvel movies. And and my friend and my friend 
uh, randomly the, that same friend randomly brought up because uh, we were uh, that he watched Miss Marvel because we were talking about we were about like Disney shows that been coming out and like yeah like Miss Marvel like who the fuck watched that and my friend was like oh actually I, I watched it <laughs> yeah and I was and I I was genuinely curious I was like really like what was it like and he's like I'm not gonna tell you. And we so we obviously obviously in a joking way like I'm gonna tell you, and we all started laughing and like what the fuck why aren't you gonna tell me? And he's like well because you're gonna just you're just gonna tear apart my opinion on anything Marvel related. And I'm like ah come on just tell me like I'm genuinely curious. Uh, and, but, <laughs> yeah, but he he wouldn't budge, and so and I'm like and oh my god I, I don't even know how he I don't know how it went. But I was like, ah, whatever. Like, come on. Like, I, I, you guys, you guys can tear apart my opinions. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I like, and I like movies that other people don't like generally. Like, No Way Home, Mad, other person, <laughs> other, other person, other person, <laughs> other, other unidentifiable person. What a mystery this is. Um, and I, I was, yeah, like No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness. And, and they, him, the fucking hypocrite that he was, and I even called him a hypocrite, immediately like, you, you like Multiverse of Madness? That was, it was so dumb. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about your fucking stretchy man and your black bolt that screams really loud. I really don't give a fuck. This is a Doctor Strange movie, not Doctor Strange and Inhumans and Fantastic Four and Captain Marvel. I'm glad that they died like that because it was fun and it was cool. It made my jaw drop. It was amazing. And, <laughs> it was pretty funny so, experience too. <laughs> I was in awe. And then I said the golden word. I said the magic key. I said I also liked Thor: Love and Thunder. I just said I liked it. I didn't say it was amazing. I didn't say it was the perfect movie. I just said it was. It was okay. I liked it for what it was. <laughs> He immediately rips into me. What the fuck? What do you like about Thor Love and Thunder? That was a piece of shit. Like, what a god-awful movie. Like, it just fucked his wife or something. Like, what? Whoa, <laughs> slow down. Like, I didn't say I loved it. I didn't say it was awesome. I have my complaints of, like... And literally every complaint that he said is like, yeah, I agree. I'm not arguing the villain was underused. The humor was annoying at some times. Like... But damn, man, it had a. I like the ending. I know some people don't like the ending, but it was refreshing. You know, like I think it was. I think it was good for what it was. And yeah, I, I, we spent the next five minutes me getting fucking ripped apart like coyotes to my two of my friends. One of them previously bitched about me being a hater. Just to both of them tearing That's me apart. Exactly what I was gonna bring up. Because we we mentioned this on an earlier episode like a couple of weeks ago. That, like we got our first complaint about like oh how mean you bitch about everything and like that's the reason why they don't listen to the podcast which I kind of doubt they ever listened to it to begin with yeah but it's like way. we have another person in the group that's exactly like us but like on the yep. other end I guess on the other side yeah and it's like they never get shit for it I still think it's because things haven't changed within our friend group since middle school in my opinion but yeah, that's a different honestly, conversation. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, but... <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it's still the food truck, man. That motherfucker hates way more than I could ever. But no, you never hear about him getting hated on. Never hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's just, it, 
I do believe it's more because food truck guys like on their side as well because the others share the same view and opinion. I'm not saying they're only having that view and opinion because of food truck guy, but they they those that side of the food group and for food group, I'm saying the friend group do have similar taste and shit. And it was like it's yeah, it's they kind do. of understandable why they don't because like I'm sure if it was the other way around, like if I was in those PlayStation parties, I would have been on your side and been like, yeah. Love and Thunder wasn't the best, but I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, Multiverse of Man. Well, okay, no, I think Multiverse of Man still gets more shit than it deserves. I honestly believe that. Yeah, I really and don't see it. It was a pretty good movie. And I would, I would have been there with you by your side. And that, I'm sure that's why uh, the other person was on their side on most arguments they make is because, yeah, they have similar taste in media and shit like that. So obviously they're going to not give them shit, but give the person with the complete opposite taste shit. Yeah, I just don't fuck, man. It's always like, yeah, honestly, because I remember the other one you it's told me regarding like superhero stuff. Like, it's never like, ah, uh, what do you think of Goodfellas? Ah, oh, I think it was a piece of shit. Oh, this is custom it. It's never like actual good shit. It's always superhero shit or Star yeah, Wars shit. It's, it's like, why would I have this conversation with like actual good movies and shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, the only time we ever did was Breaking Bad, and that's because I got everybody onto that. Even though, yeah, it's never it's like, been. It's never been anything higher, bro. Like, oh, what did you guys think about the lighthouse? What do you think the symbolic meaning of all? No, because literally, me and Mark are the only ones in that group who watches those kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're the only ones willing to give that shit a chance. Hey, that's what, that's what when it's just me and Marco hanging out, like when we go to the gym and stuff like that. We're con- we're all we're always talking about like hi- like highbrow as you put it stuff. Because we're the only ones in, in this certain group, at least, who are interested yeah. in it. And that's well, not... the other friend group, they have more of an open eye, or open mind, I should say, and they watch other stuff too, but it's like, but this friend group, that's for big, you bring up a fucking artsy fucky movie to them. Yeah, <laughs> I, and that's not to say like, oh, because I'm, I'm such a, I'm so sophisticated, I'm a film expert. Oh, yeah, for sure. no, I'm not saying that either. No, no the, the only point that I'm, at least I'm bringing this up, is the fact that that's, like, I, I'll never talk about I, I, like, I'm not, and I'm not even talking about artsy fartsy movies. I'm just mean a little more sophisticated than fucking Marvel and Star Wars, which is not a very high bar. So things like um, Uncut Gems, which I fucking loved, I, mm-hmm. like movie, just more interesting movies like that. Uncut Gems, The Lighthouse, Midsummer, um, even for ones I don't like, like Hereditary. <laughs> I like how you just name A24 movies. Like, can you say anything else? <laughs> I really am. Damn. <laughs> Fuck! Now I'm starting to sound like a fucking hipster. Shit! What's a what's one? You know what's a oh, fucking? I fucking love Bullet Train. Bullet Train was amazing. I loved that movie so much. But you know, okay, just anything that's outside of the fucking most mass consumer gray sludge stuff, which is Marvel and Star Wars and Disney. You know, no one ever like that's all I can. That's all we can ever talk about with them that's that's why that's the only stuff we ever bring up and i i remember when my when my friend was when my friend was uh when my friend was ripping me into me the hypocrites ripping into me about love and thunder and i was like damn what the fuck like i don't make fun of i don't i don't nearly rip apart your opinions like this and then i did get it i did get a little hostile i was like I was like, if you watch fucking Venom movies, like, that's just more, I'm never gonna watch that shit. That looks like the most baby generic movie ever. Like, you you like that shit, and I think it looks like dog shit. 
<laughs> and the other guy comes in and is like, oh, you guys only like to argue just to argue. It's like, uh, we can't even defend ourselves, huh? We, we gotta it just was, pull down our pants and bend over so you can just fuck us in the ass. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh... It was all in good fun. I'm not saying like, oh, me and this friend fucking hate each other. No, no, no. It's all in good fun. This whole time that we were arguing like this, we were laughing our asses off. But it's just a problem that I see with a lot of people these days is that it's not even just about movies, about anything in general. You can't defend yourself without immediately being told like, Oh, you're mad. <laughs> you're ah, oh, you're mad. Oh, you're sensitive, or 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 basically being, or basically the the equivalent of of the other person covering the ears and going la 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 la, like like just it's so annoying. It's it's so awful. Like right, I, feel, I gotta find it now. <laughs> now they're talking about. It. <laughs> oh shit! Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Oh, it's fuck. just it just genuinely feels like quote like. <laughs> you oh. and bias. You lose. I win. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah. That's essentially what the internet goes down. They'll just, like, not not literally, but they'll just use that phrase, essentially, in their argument. Like, "Eh, you're just biased, you're just nitpicking. It's like, well, you asked for my opinion. Like, what did you expect? (laughs) I mean, it's just a one word. Eh, good, bad, like, that's it. (laughs) You asked. (laughs) Don't get upset that I gave you my opinion on something. (laughs) Like... I, I could understand, and it's something that I was told about when given the first uh, complaint of this podcast. Of all things, not, not like Marcus said, not because we get too political. Outside. No, 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 it's just that we bitch a lot. It's yeah, like, real. I, 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 do, I do catch myself doing that. Like, I'm like, damn, I'm saying a lot more than I really needed to sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. I can get passionate about things. Music. You ask me for my opinion on an album, and... If I haven't listened to it, I'm not going to say any more than I haven't listened to it. If I'm not going to give my opinion on it, like, if I don't, if I like the artist or don't like them, I'm still not going to give an opinion on it because I haven't listened to it. But if you ask me, oh, what did you think about, let's use Daft Punk because they're celebrating 10 years recently. Uh, what, what did you think of Daft Punk, Random Access Memories? I could spend hours talking about that album. But I can understand that someone just wants me to say the cliff notes and be like... Oh, it's pretty yeah. good. I like this track, this track, and stuff like that. Because I, I do understand that, like, you kind of have to keep in mind that they probably don't really care or care about it as much as you do. Yeah. So, like, I, I do feel like I have to dumb it down. Or, okay, not dumb it down, but, like, reduce it, trim the fat off, and be like, yeah, I think Random Access Memories is a pretty good album. It's a really good album to end it on since, you know, they retired. They want the Jimmy Johns, not Chris Stuckman. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> But like I love being Chris Tuckman. I love like being analytical, getting like getting deep into it and like, you know, fucking take apart every lyric, every bar, every, you know, note of music. Because I just love doing that. It's music. I fuck hell, I make music on my free time because I'm really that into it. And it's like when people are like, damn, that's how you really feel about it, I'm like, you asked. <laughs> like you asked. Why are you getting me shit for it? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would be generally be if they ask you, "Oh, what'd you think of this movie?" I think they'd generally be satisfied and walk away with a smile if you said seven out of ten, ten out yeah. of ten, nine out of ten. <laughs> and, and like, and the only way it's gonna continue is that if you give it the complete opposite of what they would give it, and I'll ask you, "Oh, why are you giving it that score?" And it's like, ah, they, and then again, part two is like, 
They go, Chris Stetler mode or Jeremy John? I was like, uh, Jeremy John. Okay. I, I, I just didn't think it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think it was that bad. I give this. I give this five bangins. Five bangins out of five. <laughs> yeah, I give. I give me schnitzel. Not now. I'm not gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, they didn't take all that fire for that. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> well, anyways, we're 20 minutes in. Let's get to the the meat and potatoes of why we're all here today. Abraham, uh, the, the pre-sequel. The prequel. <laughs> the prequel. I don't think there's uh, any anything that happened before this one. This uh, is the prequel trilogy of Ghost <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, as I mentioned in last week's episode, there's another story that I got permission to tell on this podcast. Summer was coming to an end, and my friend Abraham was uh, not move, yeah, moving away to go to the big city because he was accepted into a pretty pretty well-known uh, university. If you know the state that we live in, you probably already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Abraham was like, hey, let's have a going away party at my place. Because it made sense. He was leaving. Marco was leaving. Another friend of ours was leaving. Uh, uh, I feel like I say their name because they've been on here. Moses was leaving. You know, a good chunk of us were leaving. Another friend of ours was leaving, like moving away, but not for school reasons, for work reasons. So I was like, it'll be perfect. A big ass going away party for the multiple people in this friend group that are leaving, that are moving, are moving away. So, then <clears throat> I, I believe I carpooled with you and others, right? I think that's how it happened. Because obviously I didn't have a license nor a car, so I obviously didn't drive there. But uh, I was yeah, picked I up. I know I was picked up by Abraham. I was picked up yeah. by Abraham, and, and that, that's where the story really begins. Uh, he comes to come pick me up. Then we're going to uh, the city. But I believe I told Marco that we were going to pick him up later, and uh, reason being is because me and Abe wanted to have uh, dinner. I guess because it was like eight p.m. Uh, we decided to go get dinner and. Not to expose too much, but me and Abraham like doing this thing where like, if it's just me and him hanging out, we just want a date. It's just the two of us hanging out. <laughs> so, like, I was good to a date before we could mark. I was like, all right, where do you want to go? And I said, eh, Jack is right there. Wants to hit up the Dragon Box. All right, sure. We go through the drive-through. We both order our uh, our food. He gets a burger, fries, and drink. Keep keep that in mind because it's gonna be essential later on in the store. And I just gotta. Ew. I just I understand that. <laughs> I won't, I won't spoil. God damn it! <laughs> and uh, I had a had a breakfast burrito because I like them. I didn't want too much. So, yeah, this would be perfect for the night we're about to have. So we we sit in the parking lot. We're eating, and I send Margot text saying, "Hey, uh, we're ready. Are you ready?" Because we're literally down the street. Like this Jack in the Box is literally down the street uh, where Marco is living. Is he? Yeah, I'm ready. So we go pick him up. We head to Abraham's house. I believe a few of our friends who were attending that night were already there. So we just moved everything to the backyard. We had, you know, I, I, I brought in a couple of bottles of alcohol. You know, so did others. We're, we're getting down, you know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we were all chilling in the backyard, which is 
uh, having a couple of sips of drinks. Some, some uh, were smoking. And I know, I know, I did. Peace out. Side slide, I guess. Uh, first of all, I like this massive rig. Like it's a big ass fucking rig, and it's one of those rigs for devs, and you obviously have to heat it up with a torch. So I was like, hey, fuck it, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot at it. So I, I see him lighting it up. And to me, it seemed like uh, he's been torching that shit for a fat minute. Does it really mean to go for that long? But I was like, eh, he's like the pothead of the group. You know, he, he knows what he's doing. So when I go in to take the dab, that shit like just burned the fuck out of my throat. And I just start coughing my lungs out. He's like, oh, sorry, bro. I think I left it on for too long. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> like, I, I knew. I, I had a feeling you were lighting it for too long, but I didn't want to say anything. So I go back to the main table where uh, we're all, you know, some of us are drinking, some, some of us are smoking, some of us are doing both, and, you know, those chips and shit like that. And we had a, we had a friend there, uh, and they didn't get permission to say their name, so let's just call him Buddy, like I always do. I think if I was like, hey, hey, I think we'll take these shots. And he goes, fuck it, I will. And the dude just had to say the magic words to get a to do. He goes, no balls. <laughs> and that just triggered a whole fucking event. Abe just grabs the shot out of his hand and drinks it. But then there was also other shots that are poured around Buddy. And Buddy thought it would be a pretty fucking funny idea to hand Abe another. And another. Then other people started pouring a shot. Just to hand it to Abe, so you could take another, and another. Hell, even I jumped in and handed him not just one, but two at a time. And Abe oh had both. It didn't, you could imagine, it didn't take long before <laughs> Abe started feeling the effects. Within minutes, he was getting, like, kind of emotional, because, uh, for those who didn't know, and didn't, you're not a true fan, Abe was in marching band all throughout high school. So someone who was there uh, was going to be, uh, I think, well, one of the fucking leaders band, marching band has. I know there's like a leader for percussion, a leader for drums. I don't fucking care. I think band is lame anyways. But it, this person was going to be the next like leader. What, because Abe was too. He was the leader of his section. This person was going to take Abraham's place, essentially. But he gets emotional and like, we'll call this Buddy 2. Buddy 2, I want you to be better than me, okay? I want you to be better than me because I felt like I wasn't good enough for you guys. I felt like I wasn't a good enough leader for our section. Even though they always said that our section was the best, I felt like I kept fucking up. And he has tears in his eyes and shit. It's like he's really getting emotional. I was like, God damn, are you? God. He then leans back and he goes, Oh my God, I'm so fucking drunk. I'm like, Oh no. Me and. I feel like I can say their name. Me, me and uh, McNeely were there around them. And we, we gave each other a look of like, oh, fuck, it's going down. And we just continued talking, right? Yeah, nothing much. We then noticed that Abraham got up on his own. And we're like, ah, oh, shit, this cannot be good. <laughs> so I, I ran up to Abe and McNeely followed shortly after. And we're like, oh, what do you need? And Abraham goes, you need to take a piss. And we're like, okay, do you want to go inside or do you just want to go on the wall? And like Abe looks at the wall and he just points at it and he's like, oh yeah, let's take him to the wall. So 
we we had to hold him at this point. We started holding him, and we we I got his right hand, opened it up, and put it on the brick wall, so he could use his other hand to you know what. And we're not we're obviously we have our back towards him because you know give him some privacy, but we don't want to be too far away in case if he fucking fell or something. <laughs> and uh, we me and McNeely noticed we didn't hear anything. And we're like, Abe, are you not able to go? And he just shakes his head no. And we're like, all right, we're going to have to take you inside. So we turn him around and have him walking towards the two doors to the back, to the back of his house. And I notice that Buddy 2, who he was just talking to, is laughing. And Side note, this friend group, there's always someone with a camera, and not just any camera, but like a camera made to take photos. McNeely is a photographer, and I believe it was his camera that Buddy 2 had in their hands. And they're just laughing and taking photos. Like, I can see the flash go off. And I'm like, the fuck are they laughing at? What are they taking a photo of? I then look at Abe, and I look down. This fool's balls are out. <laughs> just out in the open. I'm like, oh shit. So I put my hand over, you know, that. So, you know, they're no longer in the shot. As we continue <laughs> to carry him inside. Me and Agnili are inside. And everybody else is just outside in the backyard. You know, continuing to talk like nothing is happening. We then, when you go through the back doors into his house, you're in the, you're in the second living room and the kitchen. If you go right, all the way down, there's a bathroom right there. So we took him in there, and we, like, we didn't, we didn't, like, you know, whip it out for him, but, like, we're propping him up in front of the toilet, open up the lid. So, so, so all he had to do was just let it go. So we closed the door, and we're, like, it was quiet, and we're, like, Abe, are you still not able to go? He's, like, yeah. And, like, do you need help? No, no, no. And we hear him pissing. We're, like, oh, thank God. He's pissing. He's going to be all right. A couple of minutes later, we just hear the loudest thump happening in that room. We start knocking on the door. Hey, babe, we're going to come inside. We walk in the bathroom. Not a single drop of piss was in the toilet. It was all on the fucking ground. And he slipped in his own piss on his back. <laughs> his, his shirt, which isn't white, but was a light color. You could see the pasties all over his back. <laughs> he, just, he just fell. And like the way he was laying down, we knew oh, he hit his head kind of hard where uh. he, he landed. But he was fine. And we're like, we, we got to get him up. Like, we can't just leave him. <laughs> so we, we tried picking him up. And then two others came in. One of them was Moses. Two others came in to, to help us. And, like, it became, like, a four or five-man job just to lift this dude off the ground and carry him. Because if anybody's seen Abraham, he's a tall dude. And he may not look like it, but he's heavier than he looks. Believe me. <laughs> so, like, we, like, the four of us each had, like, a, like a limb. And we're like, all right, three, two, one, lift. And we just lifted and we just carry him. Like, not even, like, walking. We, just, we have to wobble through the fucking living room. Lift. Boom, boom, boom. We get to the kitchen. We, we put him on the floor, like, on the kitchen floor. Because we, we needed to, like, not catch our breath, but, like, take a break. Because fucking hell is he heavy. And 
as we put them down, we're just discussing to each other, like, like should we just take him to his bedroom? And McNeil is like, no, nah, we gotta, we gotta take him to the shower, give him a shower, take off his clothes, let's piss all over them, and just put him to bed. As we're discussing, Abraham begins to vomit right then and there. And, like, since he was on his back, he, he pretty much vomited on his chest. And as I look down, I'm like, oh my god, that's the burger you had earlier tonight. <laughs> I just so fucking do. Like, when I, the moment that started happening, I sobered up real fucking quick. Like, no shit. I just sobered up real quick. And he just keeps going and going. So we obviously, like, push them on his side because if any of you seen Breaking Bad, that's a lot. one way to die. On your, is dying your own fucking vomit so we put him on his side and he continues so we, we assemble the team keep in mind everybody else is in the backyard not having a fucking clue what's going on <laughs> so we're like shit we, we need someone to clean this up they're like yeah like I then said take off your shirt I was like why? because there's vomit on a dipshit take it off so we take off his shirt then, I don't know why, but we're like, I don't know, he's going to take off his pants, right? So we took off his pants, not in a gay way, but we just took off his pants, his shoes, and his socks. We kept them in his, in his boxes, though, because none of us wanted to see that. So we then did it again. All right, everybody grab a loom. Three, two, one, lift. And we had to do that three more fucking times until we got to his bathroom. We get to his bathroom, we lay him down. It's not a bathtub, per se. It's one of those where you have to be standing kind of showers. And we turn it on. We turn it on. McNeely's like, all right, uh, Enrique, you stay here. Make sure he's all right. Just hold him down with the shower head. So he's all right. Like, all right, cool. He then leaves to help clean up in the kitchen because of you know what. And <clears throat> as I'm like hosing him down with the shower head, I see it. I I started hearing him make noise. And fucking hell, sorry. Hello, you good? Jesus Christ. Sorry, uh, my Siri activated again. Oh. So, right. So, as I, I started hearing Aaron make some noise. I'm like, wait, is he okay? And it sounded like he was, like, choking. Like, if he was gagging or something. I was like, shit, are you, don't fuck, are you, are you choking? <laughs> like, I'm, like, patting his back. I'm like, hey, are you okay? Biggest fucking burp in my goddamn face. One of the most painful smells I've ever fucking experienced to this day. I was like, oh, good to know you're still alive, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I, I continue hosing him down. I'm like, you motherfucker. Uh, McNeely and uh, Moses came back with one guy, and they had towels. They're like, all right, what are we going to do? We're like, all right, place some towels down first. We try to lift him because you know he's all wet. So it might be it will be more difficult to do so, but we'll lift him, put him on the towels, and just cover him up with more towels, dry him off like that. Like, cool. We put them in towels. We lift them up. The whole time, Abraham's eyes were open, but you could tell he wasn't conscious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his eyes were completely open, but you could tell he did he didn't know what was going on. He was just blacking out. He was just unconscious the whole time. So as we put him down, it looked like his eyes that were already open just opened up for the first time that night. And he's like looking around us. He's like, man, I'm sorry, guys. And we're like, 
And it's okay, buddy. And he, he mumbled something. And like we had to get closer and be like, wait, what'd you say? He's like, thank you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Like, yeah, I don't worry about it, Dave. You know, we got you, buddy. We're driving, we're patting him off with the towels. Making sure he's good. We then do the whole one, two, three lift thing all the way to his bedroom. And we, we placed him in bed next to his head, or in front of him, which is, I should say. We put a trash can and some Advil, because that was the strongest shit he had. Because we knew he was going to have one of the worst fucking headaches in his life the next day. <laughs> as, as he's laying there, in, covered in up in multiple blankets, because his house was really, or his room, was really fucking cold, so we made sure we covered him up nicely. I, uh, I don't know why, but I just had the feeling like I had to do this. So I give him a kiss on the head. I said, hey, good night, mate. Rest out. And everybody else that was in that room lined up to do the same fucking thing. Everybody else gave him a kiss on the head and said, good night. <laughs> we left his room, cleaned up the mess in the kitchen, told everybody else I was still in the backyard at this point. Hey, we're going to call that night because, you know, Abraham is, you know, passed out. And we all just dipped. <laughs> it it blows my mind that all that shit happened. It felt like it only happened for a couple of minutes, but this happened over a span of like two hours. Yeah, but it happened it so fucking quick. <laughs> oh my god! I'm I'm just I'm just glad I was finally able to tell that story on the podcast. I've always wanted to for the longest time, and I finally got special permission to do so. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so graphic. <laughs> it's really, it. It, it just blew like it just blew my mind that because when before he started taking all those shots, Abe wasn't even buzzed or anything. Like yeah, I like I'm not saying he was completely sober, but he he didn't have much to drink. So to this day, I just wonder like, damn, how stupid was he? Like just to. Take every single shot that was handed to him. Either it was, he wasn't thinking, or he thought he could take it, but obviously yeah. he could not. <laughs> Fuck, it was like six or six. it was six or eight. I I remember counting like six or eight. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, the people, mind. the people that were complicit in this attempted murder were still outside because I was outside the whole time. They were just chilling and. I don't think I even heard of the. I never. I don't think I even heard one of them mutter. Oh, I hope he's okay. I didn't hear, I didn't hear nothing like that. <laughs> it was like everybody in everybody outside had no fucking idea what was going on. It's like, I remember multiple times. I kept putting my finger under his nose to make sure he was still breathing. I was just paranoid at that point. I was like, "Hey, buddy, say what if I receive you?" <laughs> oh my god I, I'm not gonna do it now but like talking about this like just makes me want to tell the other story but one I don't want too many stories in one episode and two I just, I just still don't feel I, I still haven't gotten the green light to do it which like, one? We, we brought up the story before as in we mentioned the story before uh, episodes ago and I think that's the most I can say about it. Because I've gotten, I've gotten, like, almost, not every single person, but like I at least gotten, like, the main characters of that story's permission to tell the story, except for one person. And that's because that person just disappeared off the 
face of the planet. Like, oh, then I do know this. Is it another story about someone? But we uh, should move on. We should move on from something. We can't talk about it. We're just teasing the audience and no finish. <laughs> oh, no one wants that. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, for those listening, don't worry. I'll, I'll fight for it. I'll, I'll fight to tell the story. But uh, Marco's a hard son of a bitch and a stubborn one at that, too. If we only move on to the next uh, thing, uh, yeah. I, I did want to bring up a certain thing because yeah, it's, it's about a TV show, so it should be more lighthearted, I guess, or more fun, not as serious. All right. Yeah. Um, recently, a show called Clone High was rebooted. Oh, yeah. I've heard of the original, but I, I never watched it, mainly because it wasn't really on streaming services. Unless if you're willing to pay, like, rent it on, like, Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, of course, through uh, HBO Max, it's on there, and shit like that. And I began watching the original first. It's really good. It, it kind of reminds me of Freaks and Geeks of, or, like, why was it canceled after the first season? Because it was pretty good. Obviously, it's because of ratings and viewerships. But that's a different conversation. And like, oh, this is really good. You know, there's some funny moments. Uh, like this one where Abraham Lincoln... Could, okay, the, the premise of Clone High is that a, a mad scientist dug up the corpses of, like, famous historical figures like Abraham and Lincoln, Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, Jericho, stuff like that, and he makes clones of them. But he does it because he wants to see how they would grow up as teenagers in high school in the modern day, which at the time was 2003. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he even goes as far as, like, making them hot teens, too. Because, you know, it's high school sort of shit. Like, the theme song even mentions that part. And, like, it's just a big-ass experiment to him to, like, see what would happen if, like, these historical figures grew up in today's times as teenagers in high school. Yeah. Which, honestly, that alone is pretty funny concept. Yeah, it's it so... is a pretty funny concept. So I'm kind of glad it, it got one season, but it just got one season at that. And there's a scene where Abraham is running for Abraham Lincoln is running for uh, student president, and he's going up against JFK. And Gandhi, one of the characters, he, he walks in the room and he goes like, "Abe, Abe, uh, the numbers are in. You're winning." And a- Abraham goes, oh, "We can't just rely on the popular vote." And Gandhi goes, "Come on, man, numbers don't lie." Such a cheap joke, but, like, a number four walks across the room and he goes, I'm the number five! And that actually made me laugh. It's a dumb fucking joke, but it, it actually got me. Oh, that's so stupid. Exactly, but it still made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay. This shit is cheesy. There's a whole episode where the, the teens are getting to weed and are smoking it, and, like, obviously, the foster parents of these teens are like, hey, we gotta get this, uh, well, they don't say it's weed, they say it's raisins that they're smoking and getting them high. <laughs> and, like, by the, end of, by the end of the episode, like, the foster parents get on it, they start smoking, they're like, oh, this is really cool, and the teens are like, ah, god damn it, no fucking, our parents like it, we gotta, we can't do this shit no more. And one of them looks at a bong and says, why don't we do crack instead? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, like I said, it got rebooted, um, and some things were censored out. 
such as Gandhi. He's not in the reboot because if uh, the creators thought it'd be offensive or people wouldn't like it. The reason why, um, fuck, what's the guy's name from The Simpsons? The guy who used to work at the Cookie Mart. Apu. Apu, like, that's why he got taken out because people did find him offensive and you know, that's why The Simpsons wrote him out on the show. And like, the first episode is all about that. It's about cancel culture because like the mad scientist has to give all the teens that were frozen uh, that they thought out like a crash course on like what happened in the last what was it twenty yeah twenty years yeah and like they learn about uh, cancel culture and I I seen a lot of people discuss about this online where some are like you know it is pretty cool that like they're implementing cancel culture into the show because. Again, it's about teens growing up in the modern day. Now it's 2023, so it is in the show. And others are like, oh, of course, this is like the woke agenda forcing the views into shows like this. And I think about it, and I'm like, I don't mind it being implemented into shows if it's done with subtlety and not in your face. Like in, in the reboot of Clone High, it's not in your face. Except for this one part where like, Abraham Lincoln, like, says something if, oh, he, he calls something gay, but not, like, in, like, calling them a homosexual. He's like, oh, that's pretty gay. Yeah. Like, everybody around, the, around him gets offended, and they, like, he makes an apology video later on, but it's really bad, and he ends up calling everyone a pussy, like, really, really sensitive. He's like, I apologize. Why are you guys still on to me about this? What more do you want me to do? And I, I've been enjoying the show, but I, I have noticed in other shows as well and movies that like it bothers people when things are implemented, although those things are now normal. You know what I mean? I still mm-hmm. see people like complaining about, like, oh, you know, why why gotta force, you know, a gay person into the show? Why gotta force? It's like, is it really forcing, like, as long as, like, the character isn't, like, a stereotype, like, really flamboyant, really feminine sort of thing, and the show or movie treats it like, I oh, just another person, I'm fine with that. Like, I don't see why people have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I, I, I was going to ask you, like, do, do you think that way? Like, if you're watching a TV show or a movie, and, like, it's it's mentioned that one of the characters is gay or they become gay. Do you ever feel like, oh my god, you know, here's the alphabet people forcing their views onto this? Uh, no, not really. To be honest, I mean, I I see it on this. Obviously, you see a lot of discourse online, but I I don't like. <laughs> I really don't care about it when it's just a thing. It's just like a character appears and they have a boy. They have a a boyfriend and girlfriend of this and that they're also a boy or girl even for as mexican and seeing mexicans in media like i really don't care i really don't care to the point either i don't care in either way if i see a mexican on screen i'm not gonna fucking start jumping up and down oh my god oh my god it's a mexican just like me i'm mexican (laughs) it's yeah it's what it's it's me it's my people yeah i i really don't fucking care the argument that the the best argument that i think always will 
Tiffy, anything is. Look at what's the. You yeah, Disney can come out with all these Mexican movies, and they can suck their own dicks of like, look guys, we got we got Mexicans in our movie. Isn't that awesome? And like, listen, I love I loved Coco. I'm not gonna watch Encanto if I it doesn't look interesting, and you're not gonna sell me on the fact that there's Mexicans in it alone. I really don't care. Wait, isn't and it then, just pure Colombians though? But like, what's Col- Colombian? Colombians, yeah, Colombians. Yeah. But I see people. Not still, people, bro. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I still see people relating to it. Like, relating to Colombians. To... Anyways, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I still see people kind of putting it under that umbrella of Mexican oriented, like me- Mexican focused content, and the, my favorite argument to, that people always bring up is like, listen, you're never gonna get big with this kind of stuff in Mexico. You know what is big in Mexico? And there's not a single, well, as far as I know, there's nothing Mexican about it. It's Dragon Ball Z. Go to Mexico, you'll find tacos, taco trucks, and taco stands, and they'll have a picture of goku on the back with holding a taco dragon ball z is known by 99 percent of the mexican population they love it i mean how have you seen those videos where like full fucking plazas and parks are taken up yeah. by hundreds of people to watch the goku and frieza fight it's... against jiren it's mind-blowing <laughs> like how big the screen was so everybody there could watch it it was like God. I was, I was there to be honest. Like the thing with the beater, and he wanted to. I just, I'm just a huge fan of the, of the show itself. So I was like, if I was there, I'd probably be losing my shit too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, there's this, there's these stuff that are just so ingrained in Mexican culture, and not once have they ever tried to make it all about that of like Mexicans, Mexicans. Look, we like look. Goku's wearing a Mexican flag. He's wearing a sombrero. He's eating tacos now. Isn't that awesome? Like, no, because you don't have to. As long as you got a good product, it's gonna fucking draw people. And they, and they, it's it's always Goku or I mean Dragon Ball or Hell Kitty. Those two are always in every bootleg Mexican shop. You're gonna find trinkets of all of them. <laughs> And... Oh, like, a fun fact, like not into the fun fact. Actually, like the the fandom, or like how big Dragon Ball is in general in Mexico, made such an impression on the creator of the sh- of the shows, or the of the manga, I guess, the anime, made such a big impression on him that on his next project, the for those who know the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, he implemented like a Mexican culture thing into that movie. Uh, the the for those who know, like especially like in soccer games, it's like very popular. It'd be like you know the the chants, the you know the the yells and shit like that. Like Viva Mexico, you know, sort of thing. Uh, it's very not just in Mexico, obviously, but like it's just in Mexican culture. It's very popular to do that in like soccer games. So in the movie, he implemented that sort of thing into the movie, having like. Uh, the song have a crowd chanting like uh, Goku or Vegeta or whoever was fighting in the movie, mm-hmm. and he himself came out and was like, "Oh yeah, I, I see that in Mexico, Dragon was a big thing, and they're doing that with Goku because he's obviously seen the videos of the fucking thousands of people in the plazas watching the fight chanting yeah. Goku, go!" Like he he was inspired by that and actually implemented it into his uh, his movie. Well, Disney doesn't do that at all. <laughs> like, Disney would just get the bare bones, like Mexican culture, and just, eh, here you go. 
There you go. Yeah, and but not not cheating on Dia de los Muertes. It's a big thing in Mexico, but it's like you just did the bare minimum. While this guy, this Japanese dude, like actually implemented a significant part of Mexican culture into something that he didn't even have to do, but he was so inspired by it that he just put it in. Yeah, and see, like that, and you that's and he put he didn't put that in there to appease mexicans and be like oh see guys now like that that's you on the screen that's you like 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 exactly. I gotta talk. no it's just to show a true appreciation because he knows of how fucking huge how f- cultural phenomenon it is and and the thing is he didn't have to do that because i'm sure it would have gone yeah. without being noticed too like if you just remove those they... vocals from the songs no one would even cared because there's yeah there's, there's, there is really good LGBT and anything race-related content out there. There's a fuck ton, especially these days. You can find a lot of good stuff about it. Well, I, I have an example if you can go on. A movie that's actually in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Call Me by Your Name. Call it's Me by Your really, Name. That, it's it's really one, well done. Yeah, that one. The the two made love interests. They're gay, but they're just gay. They're, like, I'm totally stealing this from a YouTube reviewer that I used to watch, but like it's there's never that big moment of oh my god you guys are gay oh my god, and then what's another one? I don't know Moonlight. if you could, oh, fucking dickhead yeah 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 that one that one I was gonna what? call me dickhead fucker <laughs> I didn't get to say it uh, I'm not saying it's better than calling my name I I'll put both of them in the same spot in my top ten I well, do if, yeah. <laughs> It's just, I guess, in Moonlight does tackle it because the main character is African American. He's a he's a black teenager in high school, and I'm not saying this is the case for every African American black person. It's just obviously in his community, uh, in in the environment that he's raised on. Obviously, if he was to come out, the kids in his school beat the shit out of him. He even gets his yeah. ass kicked because, like, it was rumored that, like, you know, he's gay. And like that pissed him off to where it got his ass kicked, but he beat the living shit out of the person. I mean, doesn't he literally grab a desk and just smash it on the yeah. dude? And yeah. that's what gets him arrested. I appreciate it more when it's just handled like it's a normal thing and it's just really mature. I really, really love Moonlight. Hey, uh, the, the only thing I don't agree with you is that like I kind of treat. Those two movies, calling by your name and Moonlight, like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I don't say one is better than the other one. The reason why I put them in the same spot is because Moonlight tackles the issue of you know homosexuality and stuff like that in a sort of realistic way. Where like obviously this kid growing up, you know, not not just growing up in this environment, but being African American himself, that also does add more pressure to him about coming out and doing this. While Calling by a name talks more about the emotional and mental effects that it has on you, because it's it's kind of the complete opposite. Fucking Elliot living in Italy, having the time of his life. <laughs> I don't think race has to do anything with it, but he's white. I don't know if that needs to be mentioned. And like, like even in the movie, it starts off with him having a girlfriend, and I think there's even like. Maybe not like a graphic sexing between them, but like it's an imply that like yeah, they're a couple, they're fucking, and shit like that. But then when he meets, um, kind of sucks that that actor got added out for being a weirdo. But like, <laughs> Army Hammer's character, who does yeah. an amazing performance, that's why it hurts to watch it. 
it's, he's like he meets him and like they kind of fool around and like you know he's like what if you know I try this because Elliot being a young kid he's like oh maybe it's like being with you know a woman you know maybe it's like that but then he then realizes like ah no it's much more than just you know fucking a woman being with a woman like you also have to think about like how it's going to change you how it's going to change you mentally how it's going to change the way you think and stuff like that. That's why he kind of like has a panic attack and starts crying in one of those scenes, the infamous Peach scene, for those who've seen it, where he's like, Am I doing something that's wrong? Like, am I doing something wrong? Am I... is, is, is this like he kind of like changed things in a bad way? But then, like, obviously, Army Hammer character teaches him, like, nah, it doesn't have to be that way. And, like, they have, like, that really cool montage where, like, they're both out in the city walking around riding bikes. And it, it goes to show, like, this is how it should be. Like, this is how it is, realistically. Hey, you, you think you're this? Cool. Like, hey, that's who you are. And, yeah. Like, obviously, the movie has a bittersweet ending, but I don't, I don't want to tackle that. <laughs> the whole point is, like, they both, like, tackle... Both of these movies combined tackle every single fucking thing about not just homosexuality, but just sexuality in general. And, like, you know, tackling it in different environments with different uh, roadblocks in a way and showing you in different ways. Moonlight more realistic, grounded, while Colin by is like, yeah, but it's not all bad. Like, you can still have fun. It can still be as passionate as if it was another one. It can still be as you know, bloodful, compassionate as a man and a woman sort of thing. Uh, I love both equally. They're both in my top ten in the same spot. Really good movies. And if you want to teach yourself about it, watch them. Uh, I recommend Moonlight first, just because Calling By Your Name is a little bit more graphic, if from what I remember. I haven't seen that shit in years, but... From what yeah. I remember, it is it is kind of graphic, as in like you know, that. But you know, if that doesn't bother you, Connor Brand name, which I still believe should have won say... the Oscar for best original song. Fuck you, Coco. <laughs> Piece of shit, overrated song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mexicans right here taking a stand. Fuck Coco. Should have won best song. Are you kidding me? Oh Con- my god. Connor Brand name should have won that. That that song <laughs> is a, so. Good. Uh, fuck you, Coco, you piece of shit. Still a good movie, but fuck you, uh, Oscars. <laughs> I would say Moonlight's the... I feel like that one's the heavier movie. At least for me. Oh, yeah, for heavier. sure. And it's really annoying that Disney's the one that is... They, yeah, like, there is a lot of LGBT and race-related race stuff out there now, and a lot of good stuff. But it's a, for me, it's annoying that Disney's always the one that makes the headlines for it, because it's always the most bullshit uh shit ever it, <laughs> that was creative it's 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 really it's really lazy it's, it's what i'm saying is that they'll make head like i can i can name some examples off the top of my head star wars episode 9 was coming out and people were like there's headlines of wow disney to include first gay kiss on screen in this in star wars history oh and then you watch the movie and it was two random women way in the background so whenever you got to release it to other countries you can just take them right out of there and then 
they'll pretend like they're super progressive and then you look at the Chinese posters for the movies for Star Wars The Force Awakens Finn is made a lot smaller <laughs> for the Black Panther poster <laughs> for, the, for Black Panther poster he has the mask on <laughs> it's like oh man and then for Coco the one that they love, they love to jerk themselves off on they try to copyright Day of the Dead for that movie's merchandise oh, yeah. Yeah, they Disney's the last fucking company on this planet that gives a shit about being progressive. Are you uh, kidding me? Not, not like they need it because they have a bunch of Disney adults, but like in defense of Disney, there has been moments where they're not even trying to be like in your face progressive about it, and yet the right yeah. and conservatives always bitch about it. Like oh, yeah. Lightyear, uh, boring. I I saw Lightyear, really boring, but like the fact that like that moment where like. Oh, a lesbian couple just kisses. It's not even the main focus on your face. They just kiss. Oh my! Every fucking conservative or right wing person making a big deal about it. It's like yeah, it's only as big a deal as you make it out to be. Like why you gotta fucking blow it out of the water? Yeah, that's what's annoying. Because even when they do do it right, like yeah, like yeah, like you're there's one like there's like a two second scene of two women sharing a small little peck. And then people were freaking out, like, "Oh, go woke, go broke!" Like when the fuck when it when it failed as a movie because it was boring, not because there was a gay kiss on the on the screen. People were like, "That's what you get for going woke. This is what happens." He's like, "Trust me, that's not why the movie failed. It, it just sucked." It was it was really boring. Like, it, it looks amazing, but at this point, with any Disney Pixar movie, they all look amazing. But yeah. my God, was it boring? Yeah, that's what's annoying. Even well, the Little Mermaid just came out. Like, uh, I don't, no, <laughs> I don't even want to go on that. <laughs> no, but what I was, what I was wanting to say is like, I'm, I don't want to watch the movie. Not because they made the Little Mermaid black. I don't care. But it's it's so it looks so boring. It's so the colors how are so un- drab. How fucking <laughs> unfortunate for that actress because I was one of them when they first announced this movie was in production. And I remember reading the headline. I was like, Halle Bailey? Oh, fuck, yeah. But then I was like, oh, Halle Bailey. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the internet was losing the shit. Like, oh, my God, Halle Bailey's in Pretty Little Mermaid. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, like, literally. Halle Berry. Yeah. Was... then it was like, oh, Halle Bailey. Oh, that's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the same. I had to fucking do a quick Google search to see who was who. And <laughs> uh, fucking... Like, Melissa McCarthy's in it too. I'm like, yeah. oh, God damn it. I mean, those people who react like that, anything, anything LGBT or minority related, at the instant it's on screen, they're immediately going to shout, woke, it's woke. And, and it's just, it's red flag. You, you're instantly going to know, yeah, you're probably racist or you're probably homophobic. Like The funny thing is, it's usually from like, like the older, gen- like, like, let's be honest, like most conservatives and right wing people <laughs> Are yeah. pretty fucking old or middle age, and then yeah. the ones who grew up or when they were our age or younger, all they kept hearing from the parents is like, oh, "Why are they forcing black people into movies and TV shows now?" You know, literally yeah, like, how they grew you, up. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean forcing? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like genuinely, if not a single black person was ever on on a movie or screen, they'd be happy. That's what they want. They just never want to see it on screen because. I guess decades and eons of all white 
casts and movies was not 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 nearly enough. It's just, it's a part of life that's accepted already. People, time changes, so do people. Like, why do we have to be stuck in the old ways? It's another way, another way that I really kind of see this firsthand. That oh, you know, like representation in media, it it really does matter. Cause my girlfriend is Asian, and there's two a two Asian centered movies that we've seen is crazy. Well, first one, Crazy Rich Asians. She fucking loves that movie. I do, I think it's kind of whatever. <laughs> I just want to bring this up. At the time of recording, it's officially the last day of what is it? Asian Pacific Pacific so Islanders month. Yeah, it's, it's literally the last day. So yeah, Marco, shove it in real quick before the day is over. <laughs> this is how we're this is how we're getting the market, baby. No, if you think about it, we're hitting both at the same time because we're not we're hitting that. And by the time this comes out, it's gonna be Pride Month, and we still like we're giving. Oh boy, we're making money. God damn, money. We're making the Disney bucks now. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when I'm watching. Uh, like even though I don't like Crazy Rich Asians, I'm sorry. It's probably gonna break her heart if she listens to this. It's just kind of boring, but it's 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 still really nice seeing how much how happy it makes her. Um, and another one we watched that also I also wasn't crazy about, but that's because I'm a 20 year old man. I'm not the fucking target audience for this movie. But Turning Red, it had a lot of oh. It, it, I thought, for, for whatever reason, I thought you were going to say Shang-Chi. I was like, I like Shang-Chi. That would be crazy. No, no, <laughs> I did like that movie. But no, Turning Red, it was, it had a, the whole cast, the, the main cast was Asian. And that just made her happy to see. And I'm, the I'm whole like, cast? Huh? Wait, no, not the whole, the whole cast. Okay, no, I was going to say, I was like, come on, some of her friends no, weren't Asian. Yeah, yeah, fuck? no, no, no. Asian. Like, it's really for, for not seeing race, but come on, man. <laughs> You're not blind either. <laughs> No, Asian main character and her family's Asian and all that. So, it so and she, and that makes her very happy to see. And you know what? That's cool. I didn't understand how impactful it really was. Even if it is just a goofy Disney movie like Turning Red. That again, I just I'm not the fucking target audience. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not weird. But man, I I thought it was fine. Like, yeah, I, was, I, I was didn't fine. see the big deal like. Because everybody's like, oh, it's so fucking cringy. Yeah, just like you were at that age. What the yeah. fuck did you expect? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It, 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 it was fine. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to call it a masterpiece, but I enjoyed it when I watched it at the time. Yeah. Like, but I, I didn't haven't seen it since. <laughs> I only I saw it once and that's it. Yeah, I didn't want to. What I'm trying to say, I didn't want to kill myself watching it. <laughs> like, it was whatever. <laughs> it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it wasn't it wasn't god awful, but yeah, it's very it's very childish and it's, it's I feel like I feel like if I feel like if you're a girl you're gonna enjoy it better because it's kind of more about that. It's about a girl going through puberty. Yeah, mm-hmm. not exactly up my alley. <laughs> very quick side note: like, they, did you find the whole code? Like, what are they called? Kaiju fight. I I thought the most entertaining part. One like oh, uh, both of them become like big giant red pandas and they start fighting each other. I think that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it to get so fantastical. Even though the premise is a girl turning into a red panda, but I wasn't expecting kaiju's and fighting. <laughs> it was so cool to me. I was like, oh shit, let's go. Let me yeah, that, shit, that shit came out of nowhere. It was cool though. It was. It was. It was. It was fun. 
Yeah, but it's not that good of a movie because, you know, 9-11 wasn't mentioned in it. People that are making that argument are so fucking brain dead, I swear. Wait, wait what argument? So, people were complaining about, like, oh, how come 9-11 isn't mentioned? Because if you look at the date of the movie, the movie's supposed to take place in November of 2001. Oh, what, obviously. what kind of an argument is that? Oh, God exactly. forbid this kid's movie doesn't take, uh, doesn't come to a complete halt to talk about 9-11. <laughs> And it's, like it's, it's in Canada, too. Like, I don't think Canadians even cared when it happened, too. <laughs> like, oh, shit, that sucks for the U.S. But, uh, you know, that's not our problem. The f- what the fuck? Like, that's such a weird complaint. I've never heard about that. Literally. Yeah, like, what's, what's significant? I, I, I first saw it on Twitter. Then, uh, then uh, I listened to Sardonicast, a pretty good movie reviewing podcast for those who are interested. And, like, Adam, like, mentions it himself. He's like, why do people think that just because 9-11 was a big deal in the U.S., not, not trying to downplay it, but it was a big deal in the U.S., why do they think it affects the rest of the world? Because <laughs> if you look back, it really didn't. It mainly affected the U.S. Rightfully so. I'm not saying, you know, it's dumb or anything, but, like, it was, like, it takes place in Canada two months later. Like, like you expected the whole world to be in grief after that? No. Just the U.S. I, that's just the weirdest fucking complaint ever. Like, what place would that even have had? <laughs> I tried. I tried. I had a joke, but I was gonna because I was gonna say, did Malcolm in the Middle have to bring come to a grinding halt and say, guys, did you hear about nine <laughs> eleven? <laughs> but I don't. I don't know if Malcolm Middle Malcolm in the Middle had a nine eleven episode because it did start. It did begin in the two thousand. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, didn't it begin like in two thousand two or two thousand three? You know, it's I I Google it right now. It came out in two thousand, two thousand to two thousand six. That's a good ass show. I I stopped watching like halfway in, but I really want to pick it back up because it was really funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, here we going for about thirty an hour and a half. I think it's alright. So in conclusion, yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is kind of overrated. Stop fucking fucking mistake. <laughs> Is it even that big? It's what Marco was saying. I actually really liked the movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> Damn, really? No, I, I liked it. I, I mean, it's a cheesy fucking movie, but at least not in a bad sense. Like, it would have been... I would have said it's a bad movie if it was genuinely bad. But yeah, it's cheesy. It's a feel-good movie. The ending yeah. is a plus to make you feel good. I would I'm not call it for a, it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a bad movie. Nowhere near it. Even the music's pretty damn good, but... It just, uh, just not, just not my cup of tea. Let's put it at that. That's the nice way. Nice. That's the nice yeah. way of saying it. Yeah. I just like how like uh, everybody like came really like, oh wow, these really opened my eyes sort of moments. As well as the white women, no offense. Does that mean like, so, Asian people are real? <laughs> no way. No, no, like from all the praise I heard about the movie, giving it a ten out of ten, it mainly came from white women, and I'm like. That says a little bit about yourself if you think about it. <laughs> no, again, no offense, not trying to be mean, but like looking back and even like like we were in high school when that movie came out. And I remember talking to like my teachers and like friends who've seen it. And I'm like, oh, what did you think about it? I, I was thinking about watching it myself because of how big it blew up, and like all, all like mostly the females, the white ones. We're like, oh my god, it's such a good movie, this and that. 
And like everybody else in the dudes are like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, huh. I don't know why it was so eye-opening to the white women specifically. <laughs> I think that always happens. I remember when the movie um, The Help came out, where it talks about, like, as a title, uh, The Help back in the 60s and 70s, or, or, or 60s and 50s, I could say, were mostly black women uh, being the maids in the white household. I remember a lot of my mom's friends who are white we're like, oh my god, I can't believe that's how they were treated back then. I'm like, oh, you didn't go to school? Some of them are old and were, were growing up in those times. I'm like, you, you didn't, were you blind? Like, did you just turn, look away when it was happening in front of you? You didn't learn about it in school? Like, what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that crowd of people that just are immediately going to swarm to any movie containing LGBT or race elements that are going to be like, oh my god, this was groundbreaking. Oh my god. Oh, this is amazing. This is so good. Just because it, it could be the most generic fucking schlock-ass movie, but oh, it's because they have a gay character in the, as the main character. Or they have an Asian or a Mexican. In the so same ballpark. Have you ever seen the video of, like, Germans walking out, like, Obviously, when the movie is over, the Germans, like, walking out of Schindler's List and how they're all crying. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's what they went through. It's like, motherfucker, like, you're German. <laughs> like, you didn't see that shit happen. <laughs> or you didn't know about it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That was your fault. That was you. That's you on screen. <laughs> it's, it's like... Just make the feel worse. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, movie, before we end it, that's my movie recommended. Recommendation: Go watch Schindler's List. I still haven't seen that movie. You still haven't seen it? As, as you said, even I've seen it. Like that fucking means anything. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.